0: Hey guys, we are Emma and Jessica, and welcome to our podcast, The MSR Files, an X-Files podcast. In this episode, we are going to go over Gender Bender. We'll go through it scene by scene and discuss while interjected with our own thoughts. We hope you enjoy.
1: Okay, so this one was directed by Rob Bowman and writers on it were Larry and Paul Barber as well as Chris Carter. I think he was just like a like a, a consultant or something, just there to be like. I was going to say consultant, but yeah, like he was just making sure because they're not people that've written on it before, are they? I don't think so. No, don't remember seeing those names yet. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad with names, but <laughs> I feel like this is maybe their first one, so he was just there to make sure they got like Scully and Mulder right.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. So let's get into the episode. It's got like a weird start because. Like this, it focuses in on an eye. Like the sound is like well done, so it sounds like screaming, but then it just like fades into music, and you're just like, oh yeah, it's quite a, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's clever. I like it. Yeah, like a like a violent start, but like not in a bad way. It's just like oh yeah, because I turned it on. (laughs) I put, the, I, put the, yeah, pretty much. I put the episode on and my TV was turned right up so when that started I absolutely shut myself and I was like oh volume down <laughs> yeah so the camera is focused in on a single eye while music and I've put music in like parentheses like, the fingers because it's just yeah there's a lot like screaming so yeah just while music's playing the single eye watches the actions of one man he goes up to a girl. He's obviously trying to like strike up a conversation with her, and she's like, "Nope," and she walks away. So he kind of looks disappointed, and then he walks away to do something else. The camera pans out to show someone standing in front of like a mural on the wall, and it's, it's kind of like the focus is like the face looking out, and they're both sort of like looking dead ahead, not at the camera, but like in the scene. And then the same man as before puts money in the horoscope machine. I don't know what that is, but okay.
1: I also, I don't think men would be going around checking their horse. I know, yeah. <laughs>
0: Even in the nineties. Maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just looking for love. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> he's just hopeless. Sure, that's why he's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so the woman uh, walks up him to join him. Um, he kind of is disinterested at first and he looks away and then she takes his hand and then it all changes and then becomes interested. For love, of course. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so she takes his hand and leads him away and then the scene cuts to a hotel room. Later they're in bed and they've obviously just had sex. Um, she gets off the bed and stands some distance away from it. Made love. <laughs> yeah, there we go. She's <laughs> after love for oh, a second ago, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's obviously like trying to crack catch his breath, and he's like, he goes on and on. He's like, Oh, it was great. And he says that he doesn't even know her name, but she just like stares at him in the dark, like quite like, creepily. And then he starts to choke. Yeah and he clutches at his throat and basically he's like struggling for an air. ear and then when he falls back on the bed a foam erupts from his mouth and he goes still the woman watches this like she has no reaction whatsoever and then she undresses and then walks across the room and puts on the man's clothes and when the camera pans upwards we see it is now a man who is standing in the room so the... I was... Oh, opening credits yeah <laughs> I can never remember the word so the opening credits roll okay opening title yeah <laughs> what happened afterwards Emma? well let me tell you Jessica <laughs> <laughs> so there is a detective talking while a photographer is taking pictures of the crime scene, and then Mulder walks over to examine the man's body. Scully stands to the side and talks to the detective. He explains that it was a businessman who called his wife to say goodnight, and then he goes out to pick up some chippy. Mm-hmm like okay uh-huh. and then he brings her back here to make love of course um <laughs> he says beyond that well nothing makes a whole lot of sense scully asks how and the detective says that the security monitor records the victim entering the room with a woman at 10 13 10 13 production the same monitor records a male leaving just after midnight and scully asks couldn't she have just changed clothes and the detective says man is definitely a different person they have short hair they're at least 30 pounds heavier the video never recorded his entry nor the chippy ever leaving and Scully comments that they're 30 floors up and did the medical examiner establish a cause of death. And the detective says that the guy blew an artery. It says, must have been some role in the hay. And I'm like, this fucking guy. Yeah, I know. And then M- Mulder looks up at Scully, who just like shows no reaction to like the detective's comment. Mm-hmm. And she just like, brushes past it. <laughs> and Scully says hard to imagine in this day and age someone having sex with a perfect stranger which I don't and get and she asks if there's been any sign yeah me too yeah she asks if there's been any sign of robbery and the detective says the male exited wearing the victim's suit carrying a suitcase and that the wallet's gone Scully then comments she says you know I don't even know why we got this call in the first place and the detective says really? someone at the bureau put out a memo requesting any case involving this exact COD and he says <laughs> that he just assumed it was and then Mulder cuts him off and throws the sheet back over the victim's face he's like thanks for the call and he's walk away. And Scully does not look impressed. (laughs) Then we cut to the X-Files office and Mulder and Scully are looking at slides of several dead bodies lying in bed just like the man was who died in the cold open. Mulder says there's been five deaths, four in the last six weeks between here and Boston. In each case, the victim dies in the throes of passion, two women and three men, including the last one. Scully comments that they're all young, healthy adults. And Mulder then Adds on that they all had the symptoms of a massive coronary arrest. Scully asks if there's new drug on the streets, and Mulder says the oldest drug, not even illegal. Each body shows the presence of huge amounts of pheromones. And Scully asks that it's the chemicals that animals secrete, means sexual attractants and unrelated, like what these two have in abundance. Uh, Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) For each other? And then this, this is what I meant by this fucking guy. He's like, radar love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, he's like total hype about this case. He says, only about a hundred times stronger than found anywhere in nature, strong enough to reduce anaphylactic shock or a coronary. Scully asks if they think somebody is synthesising them, and Mulder says it's been done, but in nowhere near these, concentration, in the, in these concentrations. And hold on to your hat, Scully, because you're going to love this. <laughs> He's so hype about this case. Mm. It says that the pheromones that they're talking about contain human DNA. And Scully says, well, there's still a question as to whether humans can produce pheromones, so how can that be? Mulder says, he doesn't know, but if it's true, then this guy is a walking aphrodisiac. He's the ultimate sex magnet. Scully asks, he or she got victims of both sexes, both a man and a woman, on the hotel security monitor. And Mulder's like, I know, that is a puzzle. And I'm like, it could be either or. It's not, oh no, it could be the same person, sorry, it doesn't have to be either or. Um, but I don't think that was a discussion that a show from 30 years ago on the telly was <laughs> ready to discuss, So okay. Yeah, I don't know, they're
1: just this whole episode, honestly. Partly yeah, <laughs> just, yeah he, th- this, this whole episode Like, oh it must be
0: a man yeah exactly 30 years ago just yeah oof, this whole episode so Scully asks what is their profile on the killer indeterminate height weight sex unarmed but extremely attractive and Mulder says that it gets weirder and as he said there's been four deaths matching this MO in the last six weeks in Boston, Hartford, Philadelphia and here in, Wa- here in Washington and then as he goes through the cities he circles them on a map and it shows like a clear pattern that the killer is moving south and shout out to Mulder his little slideshows and his like projector, his overhead projector. He's so cute. I mean, I'm sure that was like high technology thirty years ago. But still, I'm just like, oh, he's so cute.
1: <laughs> Does he use it at all in the revival? I don't think. No, I don't do. think they do. They really should have had him or update him to a PowerPoint. I don't know, but like they should have had him. Yeah, like, a PowerPoint. Have had the most old school projector. Yeah,
0: and now i just imagine I'm like, I don't know, just sitting at night and just like making <laughs> up a PowerPoint presentation on his computer. <laughs> That's what he does, he oh, sets up cute. at night and he's
1: like, oh my god, what, oh, should yeah. he's like, what "What can I do to really grab Scully's attention? Yeah. <laughs> like with his little blank slide that he throws in, in darkness
0: falls. Yes, that is very true. <gasps> yeah. what would you think his transitions would be like if he was using PowerPoint? Do you think he would have like fancy transitions or just click? He would, he? Or he would try to be fancy, but it's the weird one where it just like spins in from the side and it's just he like would oh, have yeah. a different transition
1: for every slide. You would. For sure. sure.
0: Fox Muller absolutely would. <laughs> Definitely. Oh you could you used to get I remember doing it at school, you got like sound effects and everything for the slides yeah. coming in. Oh. He would have that. He would have that. He would. And then the one that moves slowly into the side. We transitioned that slowly moved in from the side as well. He'd put it in like just a yeah. <laughs> nice Scully. Nice. Love went
1: it. Completely off topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny though to imagine Walter sitting yeah. doing that though. Being like, damn, I need to get the perfect slide, the perfect transition to the sound for Scully. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. So Scully then points out that, yeah, the killer's moving south and Mulder says that there was a death that he made note of about a year ago with the same symptoms. A a 32-year-old labour organiser was found dead outside a town called Steveston in the woods of Massachusetts, home to a sect of religious isolationists called the Kindred. (coughs) And then Mulder on his little slide show shows some pictures of the kindred. And uh, Scully says, Oh yeah, like they live up there uh, without electricity phones, any modern amenities, a lot like the Amish. And Mulder says the Kindred are known for their handmade stoneware pottery. They mine the clay themselves in the local hills. Scully asks what's so weird about that and Mulder says the white the white clay in those hills is particular to that region. It's also the same substance he scraped out of the scratches on the latest victim site. Scully says, well, wait a minute. Aren't these people famous for their abstinence and their pure Christian ways? And Mulder says, yes, but it looks as if one of them may have forgotten to clean under his fingernails. So then the camera cuts to Steveston, Massachusetts. A car is driving up the roads towards the town, and then Mulder and Scully are walking along what appears to be the main street of the town. They enter a store run by a man and a woman and then introduce themselves, saying they're investigating a possible murder. The woman behind the counter says, oh, there aren't really many killings around here. And their mother asks what she can tell them about the kindred. And he asks if they pretty much keep to themselves. And then a man comes over and he says, Yeah, some folks say it's because they're doing ceremonies up there. A voodoo or something. And he says that he's got nothing against them himself. They bring in the tourists.
1: Don't you think this couple look like they would be serial killers? Yeah,
0: they look a bit dodgy like. There's like... no
1: killing going on here apart from the people that we wander in our basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they look like the creepiest
0: little fuckers all <laughs> Yes. They look a bit dodgy. So Baldur and Scully are looking at a number of framed pictures on the wall behind the counter. It's clear that there are several spots. Well, there's several photos that have been taken down because there's just like marks on the wall from where the wallpaper's been like bleached by the sun. I don't know. It looks like dirty on that wall, and I'm like, what? clean you your start wall. Dust,
1: smoke. Well, know. you like to smoke in yeah. stores back then? Don't know. I know what you mean though.
0: Probably. Scully asks if the kindred let the them take those pictures of them, and the man says, "Oh no, they're from back." In the 1930s. Muller asks, What about the missing ones? And the man says that he's having them reframed and that they're right here under the counter. Muller asks if he can take a look, and then the man brings out the photos that had been taken down. Muller asks how he would get up to see them, and the man says, Oh, they don't like strangers up there, and the road's in pretty rough shape. And he hands Mulder a map and points out where Steveston is. A wagon passes in front of the store out the window, and the man points them out and says that that's them. And it usually stops at the feed store. And a shout out to the blooper, blooper from this episode too, yes. where the timing from the horse, horse and cart is wrong. <laughs> and the guy's like, "That's You're them now." It's just nothing. And then well, <laughs> David's like, "Oh, there they are."
1: <laughs> Great. So the guy says they should be there now, and then like the cart like doesn't pass, and then all of a sudden it passes. And then, yeah. Like, You're a Clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but why yeah. the guy said his line when he clearly couldn't see that there wasn't a horse and cart there yet? I don't. I know
0: they would have had. I know because in the horse and cart and do that again. Yeah, actual like episode, it passes by and then he's like, "Oh, that's them," but then he's like, "So you would obviously see it at the corner of your eye," <laughs> and he's just yeah, exactly. like, "Yeah, well, he was committed."
1: Maybe he thought they were going to CGI that in. <laughs>
0: no, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. That is a good point. So outside, the wagon stops in front of the. F- shop and those that are riding in the wagon get off and all but one of them goes into the shop one of them stays behind with the horses and then someone comes over to fix his collar and clothing to straighten all out Mulder and Scully approach and Mulder tries to get the, in- the attention of three of them as they enter the shop and they ignore him. basically <laughs> uh, don't blame them <laughs> yeah and Mulder says that he's going, in- going inside and then again this fucking guy. He asks if Scully needs anything from the feed store, <laughs> like this stupid voice. He's
1: like, why am I attracted to? This? Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Scully waits outside, and then she tries to strike up a conversation with the one that's been left behind with the horses, and he just kind of like doesn't reply to her at all. So she walks up to stroke the mane of the horse and says that the concrete must be hard on the horse's hoofs, and asks if she's ever thrown a shoe and then the boy kind of like looks away towards where the people went into the shop and then looks back and he still is like not talking to her so he's obviously like uncomfortable and it's clear that he's probably not allowed to talk to anybody outside the regroup but scully asks what the horse's name is and then finally the boy replies and says that it's alice but he sounds quite shy about it so yeah they must just all keep to their their own wee group because scully continues to talk to him but obviously he's not comfortable there. he keeps looking over his shoulder and he says that they all named the horse together and that he's not allowed to talk outside But scully extends her hand and introduces herself and says that she doesn't mean him any harm and the man looks down at her hand and kind of looks back up and he hesitates and he reaches out and then as he shakes, well, as they shake hands, he strokes the back of her hand with his thumb. And like Scully's whole demeanor changes. Her face goes just totally blank. Then the rest of the kindred come out the shop and call on him. They call him Brother Andrew. So he releases Scully's hand and gets back in the wagon. And when he does, she changes again and she appears like disoriented and confused. And Mulder asks what she was doing when he finally comes out the shop. And Scully's voice sounds like really far away. She tries to say that she was just talking to and then she still looks confused. So finally... Mother's noticed, and he asks if she's alright. And Scully's like, yeah, I think so. He's like, do you want to sit down? I'm like, okay, you're oh, a yeah, bit no late, but it's still cute. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Just sit in the curb. <laughs> Just park yourself there. So Scully doesn't respond and then the wagon pulls away from the shop and Mulder and Scully watch them go up the street and Brother Andrew is looking back at them the whole time. Mulder comments that it's an interesting way of life and he asks if Scully got any sense about them and Scully says, there's something up there, Mulder. And Mulder's like, no, oh, I haven't seen that for years. <laughs> so we are now in the forest outside Steveston and Mulder and Scully park the car as the road clearly becomes like really rough so they're pretty much in the bushes Mulder comments oh for a four wheel drive (laughs) Um, he pulls out the map that he was given at the shop and he flips it several times trying to orientate it properly he says that it looks about a mile walk and then it cuts away and shortly afterwards Mulder is still struggling with the map because he is hopeless and (laughs) Scully asks what the map says and he says that they should be there already and he crumples it into a ball kicks it in the air turn around to go back the way they came and off fucking course they're so in sync with one another Scully just <laughs> catches it effortlessly and I just I love that little moment I love that scene Brilliant.
1: but also it's great how did this man manage to find her in Antarctica by himself but can't follow up? Yeah. after a wee for yeah like, I, I don't like, get it, it he's hopeless because I feel like in other episodes yeah. not, he's not really giving detours either no he is the one saying they're on the right path actually and the guy's saying they're on the right path yeah so, he's used off much better direction in all the other episodes apart from this one but I do love that little scene I yeah It's, funny. Uh, <laughs> so, it's great. It it's great. it
0: yeah, it's so smooth, I love it. Yeah. Maybe that's his character development. You've got a better sense like, of the direction. Maybe
1: after that, Scully was like, you're going to a map reading course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so as they sort of like turn around, they hear branches snapping and they hear footsteps and a couple of the kindred approach through the trees. They introduce themselves and say, Oh, Mulder and Scully introduce themselves and say that they're here to investigate a murder. And one of the brothers say that their weapons are forbidden and ask them to hand over their guns. And Mulder's like, nope. Can't do that. So a woman kind of steps forward and takes charge. She introduces herself as Sister Abby. She says that they are all saddened by what has happened in your world that does not concern us. Up here no one kills another ever. Scully just says, we just want to have a few questions answered and Sister Abby says, it's your weapons that are unwelcome here, not you. She says come and pray with us, be one of us and you'll see that we harm no one. She asks again, politely, if they can please relinquish their weapons. <laughs> After several moments, Mulder nods when he and Scully sort of like remove the clip on their guns and then give the clips over to them and they walk with the kindred back to their house and on the way they see other members working in the fields, uh, chopping wood, hanging out clothes and then they all enter the dining room in the main house and are invited to sit at the table. Once everybody is seated, Sister Abby says that they should pray as one and as they do, a brother at the table is coughing really loudly and sounds like really ill. <laughs> and then at the table, Scully oh, yeah. and Brother Andrew are sitting next to each other and they share like this weird awkward glance and then after praying, the food is served and Mulder asks if they might ask a few questions says that they're looking for someone who they believe may have come from here and scully says that they have pictures and sister abby says that they do not allow pictures scully says that a crime has been committed and we have certain questions that need answered if you'll forgive us and brother andrew asks what are these pictures and scully says that the hotel security videos of a man and a woman who may have committed a murder brother andrew asks where this crime was committed and he says in a hotel in washington dc mother says if we can arrange for you to look at the videotape maybe you can identify the individual and brother andrew and sister abby share a look. Brother Andrew asks how much violence this person has caused in your world and Mulder says five murders so far. Scully says that he may kill again and that's why we need their help and Mulder asks if anyone has left here recently but he is interrupted by another brother who slams his hand down on the table. He says that your world does not interest us, Uh, no need for your violence or your questions and that he has said what is needed. they have no right to be here at this time and sister abigail at the other end of the table stands up and names it as brother wilton and asks him tells him to stand up as well she says that before we can accept any man's person we must accept our own and i ask who can stand in your sight when once you are angry i am ashamed to lift up my face and i shall not be ashamed in this evil time make atonements for this wrath brother wilton Um, and then he does so he looks downwards and goes silent And Mulder Breaks the silence He's like That's alright We didn't take any offence to it Brother Andrew says Anger as violence Is not tolerated Our brother must be Admonished 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 Admonished, That's the word You can read it So the brother Who was coughing earlier At the table Is now gagging He's grasping at his throat And Scully says He can't breathe Mm -hmm. Sister Abigail says He does not need your help And Scully's like Nope (laughs) Like, He's choking to death And she stands up And goes over to help him But she has stopped And then Sister Abigail Calmly says Remove brother Aaron From the dining hall
1: I feel like if you're trying Not to be sketch Maybe don't have the dying guy yeah. at the dinner table with the FBI agent. Like, I know. He in the exactly. First place?
0: Yeah, and like Honestly. It coughing very loudly too. Like it's very yeah, exactly. clear. <laughs> He's unwell. It's not like a wee tickle. It's like a <sighs> Yeah. Seems <laughs> like coughing up a lung. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're trying to eat as well. Oh. I know. I want, yeah, just unhygienic and the like, oh, Keep your germs to yourself. You can eat in your room. Yeah, exactly. It's like COVID all over again. Like, nope, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so several of the, of the brothers lift Brother Andrew and carry him out of the room and Sister Abigail Aaron. says that they did not invite... Oh, Aaron. What, what did I say? Andrew. <laughs> There's a lot of A's. See, I'm not good with yeah, names. there is. There's a lot of A's. Many. So they carry Brother Aaron out of the room and Sister Abigail says that they did not invite Mulder and Scully here to interfere. And Brother Andrew rather, you know, just like, yeah, sus says we take care of our own. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. so Scully is just like what the fuck and then Mulder's just sitting on his chair and I don't know he's just like I don't know just while I'm sitting there just looks like a wee boy he's just like okay <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> here yeah just twiddling his thumbs then the camera cuts to another club and then there's music it's also like a Nightclub. A young man approaches a woman and asks if she'd like to dance. She says that she's not interested, but as soon as he takes her hand and rubs his thumb over the back of it, her expression completely changes, and then she smiles and she agrees to the one dance. And then we cut back to the kindred's property. It's nighttime. The kindred are carrying lanterns and have led Mulder and Scully into the woods. Brother Wilton says it's a mile to your car. Stay on the path. M- Mulder just like as he goes by, just kind of mutters sarcastically, he's like thanks for your cooperation (laughs) at least that's what it sounds like I don't know if that was intended to sound sarcastic but it sounds sarcastic (laughs) I think it was yeah Mulder and Scully leave the group each carrying a lantern they walk towards their car now out of sight of the group and again with this with the jokes Mulder's Mm -hmm. like oh the Adams family finds religion (laughs) Scully's like take me back to the 20th century and I'm just like oh my god of course because it was 1990s so Mulder asks if she believes all of that back there and then she asks believe what and Mulder asks no, Mulder says um, all that we take care of our own business and Scully says well they better take care of their own or that man at the dinner table is a dead man <laughs> Mulder says that he thinks it's, it was all an elaborate act and Scully asks does he mean the choking and Mulder says no all the simple life living living from abundance crap these people know something Scully you can see it in their eyes the way they look at one another so Scully asked do you think they know who the murderer is and Mulder says did you notice how they managed not to answer a single question of ours and that outburst at the table was right on cue somehow they got us answer their questions but none of theirs and then Mulder brought up a good point point. he says did you ask yourself why there weren't any children around and Scully says that yeah that, that was odd and they stop on the path and Mulder says you want know what was really odd mm-hmm. and you're just like yep hit us with it spooky <laughs> and he says the-, the pictures that they saw in the store and Steve's today, the day from the 30s he says that he swears he saw some of those same faces at the dinner table tonight and Scully s- says that these people have probably been intermarrying for years and Mulder says maybe and then he also says that maybe not everything is as black and white as it appears to be he turns off his lantern and Scully asks what he's doing and he says that he's going to go back for a little look-see. <laughs> so Scully turns off her lantern too and follows and as they get back to their property they see that the main house is now dark and they hear like a distant chanting noise and Mulder's like maybe they went to the movies. <laughs> like, just shot, Mulder. <laughs> so they follow the noise and they see a group of people carrying lanterns and Chanting, they quietly approach the group. No, they quietly approach as the group goes into the barn and closes the door behind them. So they creep up to the barn and can kind of like peer through the spaces in the barn wall, uh, which they look like like big gaps as well. Yeah, it's not very effective wall. wall. <laughs> well, no, keep the heat. I think the animals could just like bash it, kick it, and bash it in. Yeah, doesn't seem very sturdy. So they see a procession with members carrying the carrying the body of Brother Aaron. Um, a horse near the barn wall becomes agitated, and several several of the members look around warily as part of the group goes through a cellar door in the barn and the rest go back out of the barn. Scully asks what Mulder thinks and Mulder says I think to see I think I want to see what's in that cellar. So he goes around to the door while Scully stays and through the wall she sees Mulder enter and walk into the cellar door. I walk through the cellar door, sorry. It's <laughs> just a walk into a door. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then just then Brother Andrew startles Scully by placing his hand on her shoulder from behind.
1: Okay. So then we cut back to Mulder, who's gone into the cellar door and it turns out it's like a, a cave, would you say? That's what I've called it in the barn. Yeah, obviously a cave. Yeah, looks well, like a cave. It looks a bit like a limestone cave. Through mm-hmm. That's obviously where they get their weird clay. So he follows like the noise of the the ritualistic chanting because they're all down there in the cave. And as he's doing that with it, this is annoying because it just cuts back and forth constantly. It does, yeah. So we then cut to yeah. Scully and brother Andrew. Andrew says that he knows who the killer is. It's his best friend, brother Martin. We cut back to Muller, Muller, Mulder in the cave, Muller. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching the kindred wash something that, to be honest, looks like cum all over brother Andrew. Well Andrew, Aaron. <laughs>
0: Aaron.
1: But, to be honest, the just bath is the least of this guy's worries because like <laughs> that guy's <laughs> feet. It, did yeah. you see them? He needs a serious pedicure.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I was like, I think I saw oh, it and I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Why did everyone in the show have terrible feet? Anywho.
0: Put your tears away. We don't need to see them. <laughs>
1: Put your tears <days> away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Especially Brother Aaron.
1: (laughs) Anyway, we cut back to Scully and Andrew. Andrew's telling Scully that Martin was different. Scully asks different how, but Andrew doesn't answer. Instead, he asks how Andrew was killed. No, how Martin was killing the victims. There's too many names in this goddamn show. So Scully explains that. They're not sure how, and Andrew says or suggests that he poisons them. And Scully asks, "How does he know that?" And then Andrew gets a chair and blocks the door with it. And then he says he needs to show Scully something. And then he says something about Martin.
0: Being real sus. please not your dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting real weird. Yeah, we
1: then cut back to Mulder. He's in the cave, and the Kindred have finished giving Aaron his just bath, and they put him like in this wee cavern sort of thing, and like a wee hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you're, this you're is weird this fucking
0: episode honestly <laughs> yeah
1: <no. laughs> So yeah, they leave him in a hole, and then once they've left, Mulder (laughs) comes out from his hiding place and starts looking around. We then cut back to Scully, and Andrew is showing her some magazines. They're just your typical glossy magazine. And he says that him and Martin found them, and explains that they brought them back, and Martin wanted to keep them, and that he was fascinated their world, and that he left the kindred Mm to become one of you, he says, suggesting they are not human, perhaps. That's not the way Scully takes it, but... Mm -hmm. That's what he's implying. So anyway, we cut back to Mulder <laughs> who sticks his fingers in the jizz and sniffs
0: it because
1: Mulder. Oh, of course he does. Yep. <laughs> and he continues to look around and he finds like a membrane. Starts fingering that too. Yep. <laughs> he's such a weirdo. Honestly, but boy. then he hears. <laughs> then he hears people coming and he tries to run back to the entrance of the cave. But as he's going, he sees that someone else is coming down that way. So he runs back to like the main sort of cavern, I don't know what to call all this and jumps in a hole in the wall and then he overhears the kindred saying the woman has returned and is with brother Andrew and that Mulder is missing. I'm surprised Mulder's not like hee hee well he's like, <laughs> that little, Yeah, Mulder's yeah. <laughs> Mulder then notices that he's in the cavern with brother Aaron and he like kind of freaks out about that. And brother Aaron now looks like he's got a wig because 'cause he's got like long dark hair and Mulder mm-hmm. stares at him and then Aaron opens his eyes and Mulder looks like a little five year old as he gasps. He kinda of reminds he me of I can't remember what the character's name is, but it'll be actor Sebastian in the in season eleven when he goes, Oh <gasps> when Mr. Chuckle yeah.
0: <laughs> That's oh, what it reminds yeah. me of
1: chuckle oh, banger! Won't you play with me when I'm feeling lonely, yeah. lonely. <laughs> Excuse <Lonely. laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that in my head, honestly. It takes forever to forget about that song. I completely lost my space. My space? My place. Yep, yeah, so he gasped. So we then cut back to Scully, who's asking Andrew how Martin was. Oh, I was reading the wrong line. Okay, so we cut back to Scully. I read like half of one line, then jumped to the next line. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So <laughs> then we, we cut back to Scully, who's asking Andrew how Martin was different, and she asks if it's anything to do with the ceremony that they witnessed in the barn, and Andrew doesn't answer and instead takes. Scully's hand and starts to caress it with his thumb, like the wee weirdo that he is. We then cut to Mulder, running up to Andrew's house, and then like he whispers like Scully as if she's gonna hear him from inside.
0: Scully, honestly. (laughs) Oh yeah. He then looks
1: upstairs and sees that there's a light on, so he's like, aha, that's where she must be, and heads toward the house. Meanwhile inside, Andrew is still being creepy and tells Scully that Martin is different. They're all different. Before leaning and and basically, well, not basically, he does assault her. So she's like, N- say no, and yeah. he just like forces himself on her and like pushes her down on the bed, like he's kissing her in the neck. So. Yeah, that's the all. So then Mulder shouts Scully from the door. He's like trying to get in. He bursts in and screams at Andrew to get off of her. And then like he helps Scully to her feet. And when I say help, he literally dr- almost dislocates her arm, like dragging her by the arm
0: to get off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Steve save his gal. Yep. We then cut to
1: Scully and Mulder exiting the house. And Mulder's fixing Scully's voice. He's like, let me do this, let me do this. You can't <laughs> Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's taking advantage of it and he's like closing her jacket and he's holding her little fucking hand and it's so fucking cute Yeah. <laughs> and I That's actually so freaked cute. out the first time I watched it and I was like HE'S HOLDING HER hand and her hand's so tiny and is. but then they notice that That's they're so surrounded cute. by the kindred and sister Abigail says that she asked them not to interfere and then Mulder just nods like yeah fair point you got me there mm-hmm. and they then all stare at each other for a while quite a long while before the kindred step aside to let them go a Mulder now has his hand like tightly on well his like arm tightly wrapped around Scully's shoulders and and she just looks so yeah, small. I'm God. fucking losing it, man. I'm fucking losing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> 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 the so shit, yeah. But the MSR is so good.
0: Uh huh. It is. So true.
1: Anyway, Mulder then takes Scully's hand again and leads her away. So yeah, he like takes her hand, escorts her away. I just love that he keeps holding her hand. It's so good yeah. So and then like the kindred watch them as they're leaving, and then we cut to Mulder and Scully walking away, and Mulder has his arm tightly wrapped around her again, and he asks her what what the hell was she was doing, and Scully says she doesn't know before walking away from Mulder and throwing up and their mothers um, asks if she's alright and goes over to check on her. That part it, he's like, I'm so mad. and like, Wait, are you okay? <laughs> but I'm so mad.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's not her fault stop victim blaming Mulder. It, exactly. 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 We then cut to a club um, where not Crycheck is <laughs> on mobile well, and Martin comes up by Martin, like Martin in female form comes up behind him and starts caressing his hand and not Crycheck turns around looking hypnotised. We then cut to Mulder who is coming out of a shop with two coffees. Still so pissed off about this. I'm going <laughs> to make I I know. Don't have the glass of water. Yeah, I was going to say. I have, that anyway, yeah. I have the coffee, and I have them at restaurants. The so okay, I'm gonna make this Wrong. edit for them as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we then cut to Mulder who's coming out of a coffee. Sh- co- oh, for fuck's sake, coming out of a shop with two coffees. <laughs> he, g- he gets into the car and hands one of them to Scully and asks how she's feeling. Scully says she's feeling better and then adds that she's feeling a little embarrassed actually. Mulder asks her why she doesn't remember any of it, and that's so not the point, Mulder. She's a victim. No. That's why she shouldn't feel embarrassed because it's yeah. not her fault, not because she doesn't remember it exactly. So okay. anyway, then Fox yeah. victim blaming Mulder. <laughs> Oh. Then asks Scully why she didn't get out of there before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like he says before he, and she cuts him off and says like, oh, he said he knew who the killer was. And he's like, that's not the point, Mulder. It's not her fault. She shouldn't have got out there. He shouldn't uh-huh. have attacked
0: her. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah. it's <laughs> just this, this whole episode, man. Yeah, <laughs> oof, I know. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, yeah, oof is the best word for it. I'm just, I'm not a fan of this episode. Just like everything else aside, plot wise, I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is just like, I'm just like, I don't like it. Just yeah. personally don't like it with everything else included. Because I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, fair. But again, I mean, 30 years ago, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Still, I feel like I feel like they should have known. Oh, like, like slightly better. Yeah,
0: it, they still could have handled it better. But yeah, oof. <laughs> this is a whole episode. It should be a tagline at the start after the credits. Just oof. <laughs> There's not the truth that's out there. Just oof. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there should be like a warning. Brace yourself <laughs> before this episode. Yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> like, Disney didn't put one on? Like, oh yeah, no, It includes very insensitive <laughs> fucking transphobia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly. So then Mulder asks how Scully didn't know. Oh, no, Mulder asks how Scully knew. That Andrew wasn't the killer, and Scully says she believed him. And then Mulder sighs like an asshole and takes a sip of his coffee. (laughs) Scully asks what Mulder saw in the cave, and Mulder says, Just brother, what's his name, buried in a gopher hole in the wall. Very nonchalantly. He then adds,
0: buried alive. <laughs> that, that, sorry, uh, that wheeze gave me a chest pain. That <laughs> wheeze so hard. Like, oh, the man. muscle just went, ooh.
1: <laughs> overstretched. Golly asked how he knew that he was alive. And Mother's like, you know me, babe. I was obviously in the hole with him. and Come and whatnot.
0: So, <laughs> then Mother's <well, laughs> The thing is, it's true <laughs> <laughs> he well, wants, then. <laughs> couldn't even deny it you to.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, Mulder says that his face was different, which I didn't know. It's like the it dude looked like he just was wearing a wig, and that's it. I didn't know yeah. any other difference. But Mulder yeah. says that he looked all feminine, and that like he looked like he was going through a transformation. And Scully questions if he means changing sexes, and Mulder says it would explain the hotel security video. Scully goes, "Be all skeptical about it," and Mulder cuts her off, saying that he knows what he saw, and he saw her about to do the wow thing with some stranger. And I love how he concepts <laughs> of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's canon. So honestly. Some awkward pause before Scully asks if Mulder thinks Andrew was going to kill her. Mulder suggests that maybe it's the sex that kills, and then he seems kinda excited about that. And Scully questions He does, yeah. He was, yeah he does. And Scully questions if he was going to kill her, then why did they let them go? Mulder admits that he doesn't know before starting up the car. We then cut to not crycheck and Martin what was he called? <laughs> Michael. I'm just gonna call him not crycheck Well,
0: <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I just I was like, Oh it's
1: crycheck I, I just called not pay attention. I think he looks more like crycheck here than he does when he's at the start of season two it,
0: yeah it looks so different
1: remember when i didn't realize that, that he was cry checking until i started be watching those episodes and i was like wait a minute yeah <laughs> that's the same guy as the guy that's in the trailer, I was just like, I didn't realise that. It was his partner at the start of season 2. Mm-hmm. I watched that, finished off probably the last 5 episodes of season 1 and then got about 10 seasons, okay. 10 episodes into season 2 all on the same day. So it was all a big blur. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not crycheck and Martin are making out in a car before a cop comes up and interrupts them. Martin gets out of the car and apologises. The cop asks Not crycheck to get out too and before uh, yeah, hold on. he asks The cop asks Not Cry Check to get out of the car as well and then he asks Martin... If they're a pro, Martin repeats "pro" like they don't understand the term. Or not. Crycheck starts screaming inside the car. So he's like I want a wee heart attack or something like that. Or about to. So Martin then starts beating up the cop. And not Crycheck wipes away from the steam from the windows to see that Martin is now in their male form. And not Crycheck freaks out before Martin runs off. We then cut to not Crycheck. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say that. <laughs> running out of breath. <laughs> anyway, we cut to Not Crycheck in the hospital, who's being an asshole, saying that on a scale of 1 to 10, she was a kind free, but there was something about her. Scully asks if she touched Not Crycheck, and he says that her touch was electric, but after that, he remembers little. Mulder asks what Not Crycheck does remember, and he says nothing actually, but you can tell he's lying. like, oh, nothing actually. Like, he just doesn't want to admit what happened. Mulder tells him to try remember and says that the policeman supports what he's saying, but perhaps there was something unusual about this woman. He then says perhaps something he would feel uncomfortable telling the police on record. Not cry chick. Like confirms with Mulder, like this is off the record though, and Mulder replies, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Scully asks what Not Crychek saw and tells him that after she got out of the car and started fighting with the cop, she was wearing the same clothes but looked like a man. Not Crychek asks again if it's off the record, and Mulder does a cute wee scouts on her. A little gesture. okay cute. <laughs> we then cut to Mulder and Scully walking through the hospital, and Scully says it's obvious that they are dealing with someone who is a transvestite. Mulder says he's sure that Don Juan in there <laughs> knows the difference between a man and a woman. Scully says she Doesn't want to overlook the obvious, and how else would a woman overpower a male cop? And Scully, honestly, stop. Like you're being so fucking sexist. So, anyway, <laughs> she says it's obvious she was, that she was a he. But if she had transitioned Scully, she would be a she. So, again, not good, my gal. Mm-hmm. So this agent runs up to them and says that one of the victims' stolen credit cards has been used to buy takeout at a hotel eight blocks from the hospital. So we then cut to some dingy wee hotel room and it looks more like an apartment than a hotel room. It looks very strange. So, yeah. Martin, they're in their female form and is describing how touching a human man or woman was as powerful for them as it was to the whoever they're talking to. So they're talking to someone clearly but you don't see who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. We then cut back to Mulder and Scully and they're arriving at the hotel and kind of making their way up the stairs and Scully is on the phone for backup. We cut back to Martin and they are telling some dead guy how they are different and suggesting that they're from a different world and that they, they'll, as in the kindred, will be coming to get Martin soon because they won't leave without them. We then cut back to Mulder and Scully and Mulder seems to run right past the hotel room and then Scully is like over here you dumb bitch <laughs> he runs back like I don't understand what happened there Like he just runs all the way back yeah. <laughs> Mulder then knocks and says delivery for they do like little weird top hand gesture things very over the top and then he kicks down the door and they both mm-hmm. enter and yeah. Mulder's screaming FBI he's really going for it. They then search the hotel and Scully just says like dead body! <laughs> so weird yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's why this is a mess <laughs>
1: should shout like we've got yeah, just like, like, oh, dead body! Dead body. <laughs> whatever. And then she's immediately like hit from behind by Martin and Mulder runs to check on Scully and she says she's okay so Mulder pursues Martin chases him for a wee bit then he like opens another door and Martin clocks him and then Mulder's like on the floor being useless and Martin like transforms into his female form Uh, it's very 90s the Mm -hmm. transformation and Mulder looks like stunned and then like looks like towards his gun that's like lying on the floor but before he can get it Martin bits him in the face and then runs off meanwhile Scully gets freaked out with the body in the room I don't know what happened there I think maybe they opened their eyes or something I was typing my notes so I kind of missed that scene I can be watching mm-hmm. back so <laughs> something happened <Yeah. laughs> and so she gets up and runs and she finds Mulder slumped in the hall like a useless little fucker and Mulder yep. tells her that Martin fled like that way and she goes chases after him so we cut to an alleyway and see Scully exit the hotel she searches alleyway for Martin we see shadows of the kindred before Martin runs out in a sweater and a uh, lady's underwear and Scully tries to apprehend him but he's tackled by the kindred. Scully tells him to step away, and then Andrew gets up and asks Scully not to hurt Martin. Andrew apro- approaches her, and Scully looks almost like hypnotised again, even though he's not touching her, but like you see, mm-hmm. he seems to have an effect over. And like he's getting closer yeah. and closer. And it looks like she's about to lower a gun, and then Mulder comes running out shouting Scully, so she turns to face him, and then Martin, like not Martin, what's his name? Andrew grabs the gun and like hits her <laughs> across the head and she falls to the ground. And then like Mulder runs over to check on Scully, and then like, you just see the kindred. Like shadows vanishing on the wall. So mm-hmm. we then see Mulder and Scully at the back of an ambulance and like a crime scene's been set up, and an agent comes over, agent detective who knows, comes over and tells her that they haven't been mm-hmm. able to find the Kindred and that they've set up roadblocks, but they still haven't been found. And but the agent says that they wouldn't have been able to get past the roadblocks. And Mulder asks, What if they did? There's only one place they'd hide. So then we cut to the Kindred property, like their little I don't even know what you call that, bit of land. That the yeah, old? just like a
0: wee house, like yeah, yeah. It's
1: like Several houses.
0: I want to say compound, but that just makes me think like, of a bunker.
1: <laughs> Compound's maybe a good idea, I don't know. Oh, yeah, just. I can't think of the right word, but yeah. Mulder runs towards a barn, and Scully runs into one of the houses, and she says that they're gone. I mean she's checked like one room but she's like they're gone and then in the barn Mulder <laughs> finds that they've plastered up the entrance to the cave where the cellar door was and then an agent interrupts him and says they found something in the hayfield so then we cut to Mulder and Scully in this hayfield which has given me major like field where I died vibes I wonder if it's the same field. Yeah I was just gonna say that
0: uh huh. <laughs> just... I was just gonna say that, that iconic scene.
1: Yeah so we see them and Scully's like I don't understand how could they have left, they've got no means of transportation why did I say it like that? They've got no means of transportation i mean she saw their horse and cart. excuse me they have transportation mm-hmm. they do yeah Mulder replies no airplane means of transportation as he stands mm-hmm. in a flattened circle mm-hmm. of hay that looks like a, a crop circle there's lots like marks on the hay like mm-hmm. not marks, but like lots of bits that are flattened down and then the x-files theme plays <whistles> <laughs> and that's it i think that's a great end to be honest with the like him saying no earthly means and then the music playing i'm like oh it's so (laughs) x-files i love it yeah yeah. and the cinematography in that last scene amazing as well as the cinematography Mm -hmm. like when they're like looking at the barn like the whole ritualized thing when they're taking aaron to the barn and it's like that lighting i love that yeah it's actually a very beautiful
0: episode (laughs) i like that too but does it have its problems (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. It does indeed.
1: Okay. Rankings. Where are we ranking this one? Right. Safe to say it's not going in the top five. No, definitely not. So do we think it's better or worse than space? We'll start from the bottom. I mean
0: fire. Fire is the bottom. Better than space. Oh, fire fire! Um, mm. Fire's mm. at the bottom
1: So if you're saying better than space, it has to be
0: better than fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, yeah, so yeah, better than space, not better than Conduit. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Than, yeah, the MSR is
1: great, Put it and the cinematography is Squeeze. great. The writing yes. is terrible, and it's just very yeah. transphobic, homophobic, just everything, just mm-hmm. bad, mm-hmm. even for the nineties. Yeah. So our top five stays the same then. So it is Squeeze Beyond the sea- No Squeeze Ice Beyond the Sea Eve Pilot.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay, do you want to yeah. do the fans are right there? All right. So at Selma, 666 says it's a fave for them and they've put a little, a little heart next to it. That's Each all to their, their good. own. Yeah. And then at Luminous Pie, one says, without stating the obvious about how badly it treats trans- transgender as a subject, casual sex and victims of sexual violence, it looks good and the scene in the catacombs is still eerie and downright creepy. The music is good too. And they also go on to say that they do find it interesting that the kindred treat Brother Martin as Almost an alien to the rest of them. It's just a sh- it's just a shame they had to hit us over the head with the metaphor of having them all having them all be actual aliens in the end. Hate that ending. Yeah. And then Kathy G. Kathy G. says legend <laughs> says oh boy this one is not aged well. Not that it was ever great to begin with, but I do love the lost in the woods scenes. They're impeccable choreography. Yep, yep. I agree. Um, and the final scene shows us what the great, what a great addition Rob Bowman is to the show. For sure. And then at PGS posts um, reply to our tweet under that, which our tweet was basically saying, yikes, perfectly sums up the episode. <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah, that's what we will kind of said all right through it. <laughs> so at PGS posts says, Kathy really did summarise it perfectly. Maybe that's the next iconic Kathy thread, a summary of each show in this fashion. Like, yes. yes. Let's get more Kathy G threads. <laughs> For sure. And then at Ray underscore Noel says the final scene is so iconic great shot by rb yes it is very good and then at green elf oz says i remember being so excited that Mulder was holding scully and straight in our clothes i was so sure their first kiss was just around the corner (laughs) sweet summer child (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's funny (laughs) (laughs) and then at okaboji one a wee purple heart and says scully's fur collar coat that's all my thought well it's a good quote. And then so at JT Misk, I think at JT Misk says it looks beautiful. The cinematography of this show was starting to be stunning. Imagine nineteen ninety three, you get some great ideas in Pilot and Deep Throat, some whole hums and then beyond the sea and this arrives and blow your T V board eyes away. Yeah. That's fair. The plot
1: is all over the place and terrible, but Mm -hmm. it looks
0: amazing. Visually, it's really good. Yeah. Yes. So at ten feet off says, "Look out for the girl who hangs out the laundry in the pouring rain." Good point. (laughs) And (laughs) the men who do God knows what with a spade in a field (laughs) of overmature grass. (laughs) Yep. And they they bring up a good point though, like the kindred are faking human activities.
1: And it's, it's actually very clever, like, to do that in the
0: background. Uh-huh. So, Tam Tuck says, good luck. And they say, I will say that as a queer-identified fan watching this when it aired, it was cool seeing commercial TV dealing with gender fluidity. Don't ever recall seeing that other than on Star Trek. And they said that absolutely could have been handled better. But that could be said about a lot of episodes that address these issues about Marginalized populations. It was the nineties.
1: Yeah, which I think's fair. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I get. I would say so too. It yeah. was the nineties, but like I just wish they had done it better because it would have been so cool. Because they were like handling gender fluently, but they were making it seem alien and weird and bad, and like just making them that exactly it yeah. It would have been so much better if they yeah. had a cool episode. But like, do you know what? Humans are weird. Like in our species, we just change gender. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, or that they're just genderless. Yeah. You know? So I feel like it could have been a really yeah. cool episode that could have really said something and said it was just a bit of a mess but I yes. get that maybe it was nice back Ed, in the 90s yeah. to actually see something dealing with that on,
0: on uh, TV yeah like you you get what they're going for like they want to put it in but they just I don't think maybe enough was known yeah back then well like to the general public compared to now yeah and they just collectively just couldn't do it properly but you can see what they were trying to do but yeah I, I agree with you they kind of like make it out to be like an alien yeah or, or make them aliens and i'm like well they're not yeah, it's
1: very often. <laughs> but
0: yeah i, I get you
1: i think <laughs> that's everything though isn't it remember you can follow us on twitter at the msr files pod or on tiktok and instagram at the msr files podcast and you can send your emails to the msr files podcast at gmail.com you can also join our discord you'll find the invite link for that in the details of this episode and all our other episodes as well as it's linked on our Twitter profile as well so yeah, come join the Discord where you can hear us record live. We didn't do it this time because we're recording so early in the day that everyone will be asleep in America and that's where most of our listeners are. Yes. Yeah. And uh, all our listeners from Europe will probably be at work. So (laughs) next time we will do a (laughs) uh, live recording. Yep, that's it. So we'll see you next time for Lazarus. Oh. And then what is it, Emma? Do you know? What? Young dead heart. Yes. Love uh, it. But well, we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.